I love Mr. Shark Game. All right. Hope you're having an awesome day today. Welcome to the Mr. Short Game podcast. And we're trying to get more of these going. Super excited today because we are going to talk about something I think it's an underlying issue in the game of golf. And I really believe that uh, it's something that needs to be discussed. And the question is, has Tiger Woods ruined golf? I know, crazy to think, right? He just won the Masters. We are on the eve, really, of the uh, PGA Championship. It's happening this week. Tomorrow it kicks off. What's going to happen? But let's look at the Tiger Effect 2019. We all know what happened when he burst on the scene and golf exploded for the next, well, 20 years. And then we had a a 10-year period these last 10 years that has been kind of a, uh, we've just been hoping and waiting for him to return. And he finally has last year winning the Tour Championship and then competing really in uh, the PGA Championship last year. And we, our hopes were high. And then he won the Tour Championship. And then, of course, he won the Masters this year. And really, have you really been excited about golf the last few weeks since he won the Masters? When what, let's just look at what has happened since then. Now, I watch golf all the time. I love watching golf. However, after he won, I just, I'm not interested in watching golf unless he's in the field. We had the RBC Heritage the following week after the Masters. Who won? C.T. Pan. First win. Fantastic for him. I have nothing against C.T. Pan, but no offense to him. I have no interest in watching C.T. Pan play in a golf tournament. That's not why I would tune in. The following week after that was the Zurich Classic. New Orleans and Ryan Palmer and John Rahm, two-man team one. I, I don't know if I really call that a tour event. It, I mean, it is a tour event, but I don't really count it. It's a two-man team. I, what is it really? The FedEx points for that event are lower than the other events. So uh, I don't know. It's not something I'm really interested in. I don't really care about two-man teams unless we're talking Ryder Cup or even President Cup. And then the Wells Fargo Championship, where Tiger was supposed to play, but just, hey, I don't blame the guy. Won the Masters. Let your body recover. Get geared up. You have a major championship coming up. Take that week off. Really get everything on straight so you're ready for the next major championship. So he takes the week off, and Max Homa gets his first win. Fantastic. But again, most casual golf fans have never heard of Max Homa. So, Again, it's another week of like, oh, I don't really, I'm not really interested in golf. No, I'll wait. I can hang out till Tiger returns again. And then he gets a golf, uh, a medal from the president, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I, I had more interested in watching that than I did any of the events in between the Masters and that time. <laughs> and then even after that, you had the AT&T, uh, Again, it's a week before the major, and Sung Kang won that. Congrats. You made it into the PGA Championship. First win. Awesome. 
I, I love I love that guy. I, I followed him for a bit, talked to his coach, George Gankus, uh, a year ago out of Torrey Pines. And so I'm a fan of him personally. But again, I, I had no interest in watching the, the event because Tiger's not there. See, what? let's just look at what has happened, what Tiger has done. See, when he came on the scene and he was winning, everybody was into golf. Everybody was watching golf. And he put the fear in all the other players. There was a fear factor with Tiger. So for years, for 10-year stretch there, when Tiger was in the field, you were, for the most part, playing for second place. And when you got in the mix, when Tiger was in the mix, he, it was uncomfortable if you were playing with him, you were playing near him. Players just didn't enjoy that scenario, and that worked to Tiger's benefit, and he used every piece of it for his advantage. Well, now look at the tour now. All those guys that Tiger competed with early They've moved on to the Champions Tour or they're no longer tour or they really don't compete at that level anymore. And they're not in the mix, but Tiger is still there. So all the guys that grew up watching Tiger, that's Ricky, Brooks, DJ, Jason Day, John Rahm, uh, JT, uh, Rory. like These guys grew up watching Tiger play. They ins he, he inspired them. So, although Tiger was on tour for a 10-year stretch, but not really competing, he was struggling on and off the golf course, but physically his body just was breaking down and he was having some major issues. So, these guys started getting all the attention. And some of them are fairly uh, exciting to watch. Like, I, I like watching Ricky Fowler. He, he's fun, but sadly, he just he doesn't compete and he's not in the mix week in and week out. He's kind of up there. Sadly, he lets me down on the weekends or there's a round every event, it seems, where he kind of falls away. So if he's in there and he wins, like he he's won some big events, the Players' Championship, that's exciting when Ricky's winning. But he just he's not consistent like Tiger was. So he's kind of one of those guys that, yeah, I would watch if he was in the mix. But if he has a bad Saturday or says it's just not something I can't count on it. Whereas for 10 years, Tiger's playing Sunday afternoon. I know he's going to be there. So I kind of plan on, hey, Sunday, I'm going to be watching Tiger Woods as if the same way I would watch any of my other sports teams, the the Chargers or the Rams or whatever your sports team is, your football team, you could plan on watching them Sunday afternoon. Well, if Tiger's in an event, I know Sunday afternoon I'm going to get to see Tiger. But 10 years goes by, and that's not really something that we got to do. So for that period of time, these guys, that they were kind of the it guys. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, these guys were kind of like, Hey, they're the guys. They're it now. They kind of moved into Tiger's place, and we're going to watch them, and they're going to carry the game. And Tiger was kind of on the outskirts. He was there, but he really built everything that these other guys stepped into. So they, over the period of that time, just would naturally think that, hey, we're it now. We're the sport. 
nothing against Tiger, and they probably never consciously thought this. Maybe they did. Who knows? But they would think, I would think, hey, it's our tour now. It's my tour now. So I'm going to ride with it. These fans are now here for me. But Tiger really built that house, and they're just, they're living in it, and they think it's their house. Well, guess what? Tiger comes back on the scene, and he says, uh, wait a sec, guys. I'm here. You saw it at the Tour Championship when he's walking up to the 18th green. He's walking across the bridge. I mean, that's a scene we haven't seen for decades, if ever, like that. You see, a player like Tiger comes along once every 30 years. When you think about this, Jack was in his prime 60s and 70s. He really had his last hurrah in 86 when he won the Masters. And then after Jack's last big event, the next guy, the next Jack Nicholas, didn't come along until 97. I mean, that's over that's 11 years later. So Tiger, we're still in the Tiger era. This was not his last hurrah. Let's say his last hurrah is five years from now. It might be farther. But let's say he makes it to 50. So I wouldn't expect another Tiger Woods to hit the scene for at least another 10 to 15 years from today. You see, a lot of people are saying that, well, it's so much harder to win today because the guys are so many more players and they're all just really good. Well, think about this. Jack won a lot of events. And when he left, we had a lot of great players. We had Nick Faldo came around. I mean, Tom Watson was there. We had Greg Norman, Davis Love, Freddie Cup. There were a lot of really great players. Patrick Harrington won three. I think he won three majors. So... But we had a lot of great players. And you could say then, well, it's a, it's a lot harder to win now, let's say during the 90s, because there's so many more players and they're really good. That's kind of like where we are now. Let's say remove Tiger from the equation. The tour is in this exact same place today as it was after Jack left. A lot of great players doing really well, playing really well and winning events. But then Tiger comes around and, and does his thing, and you know, whoa, that'll never happen again. And then he's gone for 10 years, kind of off the, off the winning track, off his Tiger ways, let's say. And then people think, wait a sec, it's, it's just harder to win now because there's so many players. They're so much better. See, we keep saying the same thing over and over and over that we'd said many years past. We need to realize that, no. There's just a guy who's better than everybody else, who can do better, who can win more than you. It doesn't matter how many players there are. There's always going to be somebody that comes around every couple decades that just wins more, is better, more dominating than everybody else. And it will happen again. Let's not fall into the lure, the trap of, well, it's harder to win. People are in better shape. There's better athletes out there. There's better. Guess what? There's always better everybody. 
But then Usain Bolt comes around and he just runs faster than you and everybody else on the planet. There's a basketball player that comes around that's just better than everybody else, regardless of the training, the practice, the people, the athleticism of everybody else. It doesn't matter. What matters is there's just our mind. You have to realize somebody is going to come around that's going to dominate everybody else. And even in golf, that will happen again. It just might be 10, 20 years from today until we see that person again. Because when we look down at the junior level, there's not any junior winning today like there was when Tiger was winning. And we say, well, there's just more competition today. Well, that's not the case. There's always competition. There's always people. Every sport has that. Every sport will have that. But every now and then, somebody comes around that's just better than everybody else. But will that happen in golf? Here's the problem, the major problem that we see that's facing the game today. It's social media. You see, so many of the players today are on their phones. They're posting Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. There are so many junior golfers out there with YouTube channels creating content, which is fantastic. I create content. I love it. But see, Tiger never had that distraction. He wasn't worried about making a YouTube video or getting likes on Instagram or Twitter because that didn't exist in his day when he was coming up. It was just him. Focus. And he still has that focus. And he's not out there posting like everybody else is today. He's not worried about that. He's not trying to gain sponsor approval by posting on Instagram. You see, there's a lot of pressure from sponsors. And they want you to be active on social media. So you have to do a lot of things to appease your, your sponsors so that they continue to support you. And they want you and they work it into your contract that you are required to do certain things and it feeds down. So now it gets into that junior golf level and all these juniors are posting their swings. They're looking at their Instagram. They're being distracted. So they're not focused. Nobody has that focus like Tiger. And that's really the X factor in dominating a sport is having that focus. You look at guys like uh, Kobe Bryant. He, he wasn't the most gifted basketball player ever. But he certainly worked harder than everybody else, and he focused on that. And that's what really drove him to become one of the best ever. Same with anybody in any sport, Michael Phelps. He would spend more time in the pool, more time training, more time focused on his mission, and he had greater success. Tiger's done the same thing and continues to do that. Now he doesn't physically have the ability to practice like he used to. But when he does, I guarantee you his focus is sharper and better than anybody else's out there currently on tour. And these poor junior players, they have no chance because there's so much social media out there to distract them. It's taking them off track. Even when they take lessons today, their coach, they're with it. They're looking at their coach's feed. Oh, 4,000 people liked the golf swing from me that my coach posted today. That's awesome. And 
it's constantly trying to seek approval from people you don't know, people that you have no idea who they are, what they, nothing. And that is going and is distracting most up and coming golfers, current golfers on tour. You know, why can't, why are these guys, why don't they have the mental strength of a Tiger Woods? Distractions. So has Tiger ruined the game? Yes and no. You see, he's ruined it because now I can't watch it. Many of us can't watch it. We can't be interested in it unless he's there. So without Tiger, again, I think it's worse now without Tiger than it was when he was just kind of hurt and we were, ah, is he there? Is he not there? Uh, there was always something going around, uh, uh, going on around him. But today, it's like, oh, he's dude. Dude's gonna win. He can win. I'm excited for when he plays. When he doesn't play, see you later. I'm out. I'm doing something else. It's good because we have we have a taste. We're getting a taste of what we used to have, and we all love it. And we're like, oh, that tastes different. I remember that. And what I've been chewing on the last 10 years is is an inferior dessert. It's nothing compared to what it used to be and what it is when he plays. And that's what we're looking for. That's what we love. That's what we just long for. So today on the eve of this PGA championship, let's embrace everything we have. But we need to be cautious. We need to be aware of what's going on out there and what are what can we do? That's a good question. What can we do? We can love what we have in the moment. Just know that hey, the next the next big thing in golf probably isn't going to hit the scene for at least another 10 years from today. So it could be longer even, but just accept it and golf's going to drift back and forth like it always has. And with golf, there's a new wave coming with the sport. Not a new wave of up-and-coming professionals, but there's this whole, let's say, I don't want to say influencer, but creator space of kind of like what I do, me and my golf, Rick Shields, Golfholics, Golficity. There's a lot of uh, people out there like Eric Anders Lang and, that are creating golf content. And so that's where a lot of the audience is heading into that space. And we're just on the, really the tip, barely scratching the surface in that regard. And I believe we're going to start see more golf competitions and events with those creators where we can watch and support them. So I believe that's really going to grow and take that gap, uh, that lull of people who are kind of disappointed in watching boring golf and more into this entertainment space where, hey, when a Tiger's not playing or a big event's not happening, I'm going to fulfill my need for the sport in other ways. And that's going to be through this creator platform that is very exciting right now. So that's where I believe, yeah, Tiger's great for the game and he's horrible for the game at the same time when he's not around. But there's a lot of avenues where the entertainers in the golf space are really going to take over and help grow and support the game. Peace out. Love you guys. Take care. Mr. Short Game, say my game.